mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Episode 12, that makes this the Jason episode. Don't know who that is. A lost boy. And Jason, he was the one with the suit. Oh, okay. In the treehouse. <laughs> that's all him. Okay. So this episode premiere, I realize I haven't been saying like the premiere dates. I don't know if anybody really cares about that, but I'm mm. going to forgot about that. But this one premiered October 20th, 2008, and it was called Cheaper by the Duggars. Again, pretty much we know what this is going to be about, given the name. So the episode starts with Michelle, like a little voiceover as they're like showing different scenes. And Michelle says, budgeting for 19 people in our family is not an easy task. It takes creativity and a lot of work. (laughs) So Michelle is getting ready to take all the little boys shopping for new shoes. Well, new is with princess yeah taking the little boy shopping for shoes apparently jed had the entire bottom of his cowboy boot fall off Mm -hmm. so there is kind of a funny scene of joy duct taping them back together (laughs) (laughs) and she even colors the duct tape black so that Mm -hmm. it matches with the boot and she takes it over takes it over to michelle and michelle says uh what is she you did a good job joy looks like a brand new boots even the duct tape. <laughs> so uh, takes me back to my days of when I would make paper shoes for my doll. And I'm like, it's Joy. She's just uh, <laughs> making new shoes for her brother. Exactly. So Josiah, again, if you notice, Josiah is like the only boy that they have for talking heads. Yeah. But besides episodes that Josh is in, which Josh wasn't like in this, Mm-mm. besides Josh, like they don't really interview any other boy <laughs> like yeah. that really. So again, Josiah carrying the show on his back. <laughs> But Josiah says how most families shop at malls and get all this expensive clothes and shoes. But my family, we just go to the thrift store. So that's kind of how Josiah talks. He always has this like, and my family, we just go to the thrift store. Yeah. But it's also a mindset. Like it shows this mindset of like, oh, we're better than all these other people because they're going and getting expensive clothes okay, at the mall. I, like okay. it felt like they were vilifying. I wonder. I, I kind of actually wrote it down, then I kind of crossed it off because I wrote down arrogant, like question yeah. mark. But then I was like, maybe I'm just reading into this too much. So I did cross it off. So it's funny that you say that because I did get a little sense of arrogance. Like, yeah. like oh, you're just like wasting your money on new things. Yeah. <laughs> so that is really funny. So then the producer asks, this is now not a talking head. This is outside on the porch and it's Josiah and Joy. Clearly the producer is talking to Josiah because that's the only kid they talk to. (laughs) But the producer asks why it's important to save money. And Josiah is getting ready to talk and Joy just kind of like, she just takes over. And she said, (laughs) don't give that lady any. any." (laughs) 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 He's joking, you guys. (laughs) yeah um so joy says well it's important for all people to save money and she says it just kind of like what the hell what do you mean 
So they're getting ready to leave and Michelle gets in the car and like she's about ready to like fucking take off. And mm-hmm. then she, you know, just happens to turn around and notice Johanna like chilling in the back seat. <laughs> and she's like, oh, we have a stowaway. And then she says, you get to stay home with daddy. And Jim Bob comes to get her. And of course, she's cries. Because I would cry, too, if my option was staying home with Jim Bob. So, me too, Hanny. Yeah, she was not having it. Me too. So, then the producer, again in Talking Head, asked Josiah if it bothers him having to buy used shoes instead of new. And he says that sometimes it's hard to find sizes, but like if you're at a store that has good stock, like you'll mm-hmm. find something. Then... Michelle talks of how being homeschooled helps them to feel, uh, so that makes them to not, I'm sorry, not feel the need to like keep up and have the peer pressure of With, like, fashion trends. and clothing. Yeah. yeah. And I will say this takes me back for a little bit of a minute if we don't mind a s- slight sidestep. So when I was in first grade, I was friends with this girl and she one day came up to me and said, my mom says you get your clothes at thrift stores. <laughs> And at this age, like, I don't think I really knew the term thrift store. Mm-hmm. I just knew that my mom took me to DI, mm-hmm. which is Deseret Industries, which is the Mormon thrift store, which I got to say, I may not be Mormon anymore, but they put on a good thrift. It's a, <laughs> They put on a good, clean, well-organized thrift that doesn't smell bad when you walk in. So I just knew it is that like, I didn't like, I didn't really knew, know what she meant by the word thrift. Mm-hmm. So I remember going home and telling my mom and my mom was like, oh, that's funny because the reason that came up is because her mom was complimenting how cute your clothes were and wanted to know where I shopped for you. Oh. But then the funny thing to then go tell your daughter, like they shop at thrift stores. So <laughs> like it's such a, hmm. but I, I don't know. This girl was a bitch. Like <laughs> I know that it's probably frowned upon to call like children bitches but this girl to me was like the, this is when I realized that you could, I think there are some girls that literally like in the womb are a mean girl. Cause I don't know how by, by first grade you could be that. Like mm-hmm. she also told me what no, small therapy session. So when we played, she always made me be the boy. And then, okay. So I have a, a mole on the corner of my mouth. I guess when you're like Marilyn Monroe, it's a beauty mark. When you're me, it's a mole. Like this girl was such a twat. That she literally one day was like, oh, you know what I hate? I hate when people, and she pointed to the corner of her mouth. She's like, I hate when people have those like moles. Oh. (laughs) In the first grade. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like to be that bitchy by the first grade, like, it's deep. Obviously, your mom's that way. It's deep within you. Like, you know, (laughs) so she was mean. But ultimately, I feel like I won that, the end of that (laughs) friendship. Because one day I got fed up with it and I told her her breast smelled like poop. Because it did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we were done being friends and then like a year later she was like i just want to be your friend again i'm like no be your bitch wow so you're saying it was done with old poop breath yeah you know like i point? just i was actually kind of a little little bit of a pushover in first like by first grade second grade was my, my mom calls second grade my breakout year that's the <laughs> year that i threw like spitballs all over the ceiling in the bathroom and you when were the testing te- your boundaries yeah and when the teacher asked me why i said because it's fun and she was like did you have to tell the teacher <laughs> you should have blamed it on poop breath but but like i think that's like I, that was my breakout year i was like i i got rid of this toxic friend with poop breath right i'm throwing spitballs i was wow. like wild and out but damn anyways but that was a really side tangent to talk about how 
there is some truth to what Michelle was saying that there are some kids that are fucking assholes about if you shop at a thrift store. Yeah. So that was one thing where I'm like, I do kind of agree with that a little bit. <laughs> anyway, can somebody can somebody get that bitch asserts? I I looked her up. I <laughs> I know her new name. I know you know. Oh I my know. god. You know it. I wonder what her breath situation is these days. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. Um, so then it's kind of funny to watch Michelle try to, like, handle all of the little boys out in public alone. Yeah. It's not really something we've seen up until this point. Mm-hmm. It's always been, if they're out, they're out with the older kids. Mm-hmm. So she's got all the little boys, and by no means are they being bad. Like, they're not ter- They're just being kids. They're getting into some toys that are, that, mm-hmm. you know, nothing yep. crazy. But... You know, she has to, she's whisper scolding. Mm-hmm. And she does this thing where she, like, smashes her face up against their face. Mm-hmm. Like, her her cheek against, like, the front of their, like, forehead. And she, like, whisper scolds. And she's like, you know, we don't do that. You know, so she's whisper <laughs> scolding all these little kids. When she, the whisper scolding reminds me of, if I may go back, um, the talk boy... Uh, toy oh, yeah. that was in Home Alone, and it was when they record. Is it called Talk Boy. Yeah, because oh. then they also had Talk Girl, and my cousin oh, okay. Stacy yeah, had yeah. one, and it was like pink and purple, but it was the same thing. Um, but yeah, in that Talk Boy commercial, the kid who has it is like recording things and then using it to make funny things happen. Hi, and- kids, we're home early. Yes, yes. <laughs> when he's trying to trick his like older brother or sister from like sitting on the couch with some chick. Yep. <laughs> Hi, kids, we're home early. early. Your uh, your Michelle whisper scolding kind of reminds me. Of that. <laughs> Takes you back. <laughs> yep. So then Michelle goes into talking about how shopping is a privilege and not a right. So they must like. They have to act right. They need to have good behavior, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was weird where it's like, um, it is not a privilege to go out in public. Because it, like, she was it's really not a like, right. It, it's not a right. It is a privilege. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. It's not a right to go out in public. Oh. Well, and I the only reason public. I, like, I really bring that up is because, I mean, she's not entirely wrong. Here's the thing about them. Some stuff they say, there's always like this, there can be like these little nuggets of truth or nuggets of mm. things you agree with. And then they take it the wrong direction. You're like, well, so you should have stopped while you're ahead. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Of course we want to teach our children, behave in public. Don't act a fucking fool. You know, mm-hmm. like being well, well behaved may lead to more outings. But I right. think what annoys me about this is like, she's saying like, if you don't have good behavior, you're not going to go out. But they also, not everybody has that situation. Mm-hmm. Most people have to take their kids to go do these daily things. They have yeah. to take their kid to the grocery store. They have to take their kids mm-hmm. to do this because they don't have 17 sister moms at home to <laughs> take care of their little kids or their mm-hmm. husband in the middle of the day at home the way Jim Bob is. It's like right. that's you have this privileged existence in the sense that you have parentified your older ch- <laughs> children Correct. where you can dump the bad kids at home yep. and go to the store. So mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, there's more to that than... <laughs> And it's not the kids' fault that you chose to have so many damn of them. Seriously. That you can't keep up with eight of them running around a thrift store? Right. They were, like, riding bikes, like, little tricycles that they found. They were, like, riding those through the store. Yeah, and that's when she smashed against his face, and she Mm -hmm. was like, we don't ride bicycles in the (laughs) store, remember? Hi, kids. We're home early. (laughs) Um, So they end up buying 30 pairs of shoes and spend $30. I'm like, those are some damn good prices. Yeah. 
like oh my god a dollar for a pair of shoes one of them was a squeaky clean looking part uh pair of white new balances Did i you saw notice? that very bright white yeah dad energy was real yes it looked like exactly what john david had on before <laughs> for his date his double date <laughs> oh god but we yeah that was, uh, that was just some damn good price i mean i thrift for yeah. a living and the prices these days are insane so <laughs> i was like i'd like to get a dollar a pair for shoes <laughs> so the next segment it goes into them making laundry soap and it's just them uh What's the word? Grating. I almost said grinding. Mm-hmm. Grating a bar of soap and melting it down. They mix it with borax and washing soda, blah, 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 blah. They say that $3 worth of all of the materials makes two months worth of like Duggar laundry. Like yeah. enough for that for them, which is a hun- they do 180 loads a month. Yeah. And, and I they was like, said that that one bar and their math equals 10 gallons. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and so I was thinking you and I maybe do, th- it's just the two of us, we do maybe like three loads of laundry a week. Mm-hmm. So we like roughly do like 150 something loads of laundry in a year. <laughs> and they're right. doing 180 in a month. Like it's when crazy. I did that math, I was like, yeesh. <laughs> so it was actually kind of funny because... Michelle talked about how they got this recipe from a friend and that they've been making their own laundry soap for over a year. Mm. I was expecting much longer than a year. Like if they talk about being so frugal, I was like, oh, you've only been making. I don't know. I just kind of expected much longer. Yeah. And I feel like this era was an era where a lot of people were making their own laundry detergent. Yeah. Because I remember like one of your sisters was doing it and like I had friends that did it at home and mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like this was very much that era of like extreme couponing. Oh yeah. And back when was, this was like, so extreme couponing was a thing on T- TLC at the same time right. as the show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that. And then like little ways to kind of save chunks of money. So. Yeah. So then the producer asked Jim Bob a question and he kind of just like rephrases it back to them. Mm-hmm. And he says, how can we make it without debt? My question is, how do people make it with debt? Damn, <laughs> he, he's um, feeling himself. When you're paying 10, 15, 20% more for everything, it's, as, it's easy at first living with debt, but it catches up with you. Which I was like, you're making it sound like every transaction people are paying interest on. Like, you're making it sound <laughs> like put, people are putting everything on a credit card. Like, right. everything you buy, 10, 15, 20. No, no that's, that's not, not how it works, buddy. It's not how everybody's not like using credit for everything in their life. <laughs> And then there's an unfortunate uh, quote from Michelle. And she sits there in her talking hand. She's shaking her little head the way she does, bobbing it up and down a little. And she says, probably the reason why young people go into debt is because they want, they see what their parents have or their peers have and they want it right now. (laughs) Which really fucking pisses me off because I hate this idea this oversimplified, like yep. ignorant idea that mm. all debt is just because you're trying to have it all. Yep. You want everything right now. You want exactly what this person has. And it's like, yep. that's not how the fuck it is. Like, get yep. out of here. Like, stop acting like the only reason people have debt is because they're being like spoiled. It's the avocado toast. Oh, argument. totally. Mm-hmm. Ugh, drives me insane. Yep. It's like there's that. Um, I just saw the meme that came out that was <laughs> it's like. The reports right now in the news are they're blaming some of the economic 
stuff right now on mm-hmm. stingy millennials. Yep. And it's like, you can't have it fucking both ways. And the, right. the meme was, so you want us to buy the avocado toast or not? <laughs> because you can't sit there and complain and say that we've been so terrible with our money yeah. because we're just buying coffee and toast all day, mm-hmm. but then also blame us for being stingy because we're trying to like, because yeah. people are trying to be careful and not spend all the money because they can't yep. afford fucking anything. Like, mm-hmm. eh. Anyways, you can see I, I'll move on. <laughs> So Jim Bob talks of how they have no debt and if they want something, they save up cash to buy it. And Michelle says that it makes you be careful and creative with your money. Then it talks about how, did you have something or you're Mm -hmm. okay. So then it's how do they make money? So they make money through renting out various commercial properties. Mm -hmm. One of them is that on this 20, so they bought this 20 acres at one point, right? And it had an old chicken hatchery on it that they ended up dividing up into units and they rent those out. That's yep. actually on the same land that their house is on. They originally oh, okay. bought that land to do all that. And then when they couldn't find a place to plop their house down, they ended up going like, oh, we'll just use this part of the land. So it's very okay. close to their home. Oh, fascinating. So um, Jim Bob talks about how any of the work that needs to be done on the units, the boys help him with. And they just show him going to like pick up a rent check. Mm-hmm. Another way that they make money is that they're, there's like some hilly parts of their land. So they have one area where they are approached by people to put a cell phone tower. So mm-hmm. they get rent off of having these cell phone towers on yep. on their land. So that's another way that they make money. Then it cuts to how a Korean film crew <laughs> has come because they're doing a series on large families because of the low birth rates in their country. <laughs> and... The, the family was just kind of complaining that it was like long days. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like, we're up early, staying up late. They wanted everything. And mm-hmm. they're like, they worked us hard. <laughs> so uh, they introduced that. So with them being there, they take yet another trip to Aldi. So we saw this like twice, right? So far. Mm-hmm. So this is the third trip to Aldi. And it's funny because Jana has this part where she says that, a lot of people, you know, don't like to go out shopping, but in their family, everyone enjoys it. And she emphasized, emphas- mm. she says they beg. And the way she said beg, like she mm-hmm. emphasized beg to go because you get out of the house. Because you get out of the house. Yep. So I feel like it takes it back to like the whole, it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt like it's like relatable and sad all at the same time. Like when I was a kid, I was excited to go fucking anywhere. So mm-hmm. there's that, there's that piece of it that's normal. Yeah. And then there's that piece of it that's taken to the extreme mm-hmm. because of their secluded situation. They like Correct. to keep them secluded at home. Yeah. And I don't know, but it took me back. Do you remember how when Alice was writing, she specifically talked about how going to the store was all for the cameras and they had tons of kids that had never seen the inside of a grocery store? Yeah. So it just kind of took me back to that. I'm like, yeah. And then pairing that with what Jana says. And then also Michelle being like, it's a privilege i'm like yeah. yeah there probably were kids i'd never had until mm-hmm. a camera was in the face and it was like yeah we're all taking this big family trip to aldi right yep so their total comes to one thousand nine hundred fifty one dollars and ninety one cents and do you remember how often they say they go to the grocery store well they said that this is their big monthly like roundup okay. but i think that they go a little bit in between but this mm. was like the stock up and we and w- never go ahead it was funny because they were interviewing like the manager of the store and then like some other people, like some other parents. Yeah. And there was two starkly different 
responses to what do you think <laughs> about them. There was the the woman who looks like she probably has a couple of kids. Um, and she was like, I couldn't imagine paying that much money to feed all those kids. Like she had like the wide no, eye. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. She had like the wide eye, like shake her head. No. And then this other woman that was like, I just think all children are a God's blessing. blessing. Yeah. And she's like, I have four. So it was just funny. The one that was kind of the real version and then like the canned religious yeah, like, version. We need, two, we need one that says something good. And then we're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, then this other one that's saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. That woman was like, oh, hell no. Oh, no, thank you. Um, so then it goes to the producers asking. So they're done shopping. Producer asks Jim Bob what he would say to people who are concerned about the drain the family has on like resources and the environment. And then Boob says that every person use water and air. And it's all good one. Good one. Yes, everybody does use water and air. Uh, but that they may use up more in their family. But he says that per person, he's pretty sure that they use less. Which, how do you feel about that? Um, I think he's justifying it through stuff that will come up later as we mm. go through the episode more. But, I mean, he's not, he's definitely not referencing the, like, QT-style cup holder they have in their house full of <laughs> foam cups that, re- you know, that they're right. using every day. And I, I think that they definitely, again, cherry pick, well, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So that makes up for it. But then yeah. there's all these other ways. Cause, so that is what... So Michelle specifically says that they're more resourceful yeah. using things that others would discard. And it's like, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and like, I'm all about thrifting. Like, I love right. it. And, you know, I like to give stuff a second life. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like they're glossing over some of the other things that the, they definitely probably use. Yeah, A definitely. whole lot of resources for. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm not saying they would be using way more than like the average person like it's probably pretty comparable yeah i just don't think it's vastly less like he's saying yeah you're probably you know probably just regular fucking people but he just wants to make it sound like oh no it's a fraction almost Mm -hmm. and there was this is the second time in the same episode and now i'm going to be looking for this um where lego hair was asked something about the way that they live and his response was to like snottily turn the question back at the person answering. Yeah, that's what I think like, is funny. It's like he totally rephrases it. He's like, well, what you really are saying or like, or he's right. just like, well, you said this, but I think what the question really is. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. oh, you, okay. <laughs> so it goes back to kind of last week where it was like, oh, you don't like getting questioned yeah. about stuff, whether it's like kind of attacking questions or not. Like yeah. y- you don't, you don't like when people kind of second, not not second guess, but like just people when they start questioning things. Well, because he likes control. So he if, yeah. that, if that doesn't come out directly, the exactly way he wanted it, he needs to spin it a little bit yeah. to be the control that he wanted it to mm-hmm. be. So then they talk about how they have a wood-burning stove that they use to heat their house mm-hmm. and that they're always looking for wood for it. So they end up have they have a tree that I guess has been slowly dying over the last couple of years. So they decide to cut it down for firewood. And he thinks that is it'll give them about like a month and a half worth of mm-hmm. wood for their house. So he gets out a backhoe and they're trying to push it over and there's nothing, nothing happening. So they dig down towards the bottom to try to push it again. Nothing. Jessa, it gets a little <laughs> like, you know, like Duggar spicy where she says they're boy. They're just boys. So they do everything the hard way. 
I think they should just notch it out and it would come right down. Then finally, hours later, they decided to do just that. And she's like, they're finally doing what I said. <laughs> and it ended up taking them a half a day to just even get it down, just like with notching it out. Yep. And then he estimated anywhere from another four to eight hours to be able to like cut it into logs that they could actually use. But their estimated savings was $700. Yeah. So I think this is the type of thing that he's like, well, see, we cut down our own tree, you know, that type of stuff. And I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but I feel like he takes this type of shit and like runs with it. Oh, yeah. So then they end up, uh, they have a friend that lives in an apartment and he wanted to have a garden. So they offered up space on their land to allow him to garden. And Mm -hmm. he ends up teaching the children and they have, I think they said like a hundred yard, like, line up against this fence where he's teaching them how to grow stuff mostly cucumbers and tomatoes and i did think it was funny that my understanding is that now they have a pretty good garden only because Jana still lives at home and she's like totally like joanna Gaines, mm-hmm. like <laughs> like fangirl mm-hmm. so they do that now because that's like a hobby of Jana. but for people who are so like resourceful about saving money i'm honestly shocked that they weren't already have a garden doesn't that seem like something that would really fall in line with like the fundy world like we should be out there barefoot like yeah <laughs> growing our own food so i think it's really funny that they're just now making their own laundry soap they're just now learning to garden like mm-hmm. those are types of things that i kind of would have them expected to already be doing right so the next scene is them doing home perms which my mom used to perm breeze my oldest sister <laughs> mm-hmm. used to perm hair her hair at home i remember the smell very <laughs> vividly so Jana got it first then jill and then ginger but jess's curls are natural mm-hmm. but in this particular episode they're perming ginger's hair there's jill saying how a professional it would cost about like two hundred dollars and then for them it's just eleven dollars in supplies since mm-hmm. they learned how to do it from one of their friends. And in the talking head with Jill, the producer asks, where does the Duggar hairstyle come from? <laughs> and Jill says, our hairstyle, this is quotes, our ha- hairstyle, people ask us why we all look the same. And then she says, why do all the girls at school look the same? And then she thinks her response is hilarious. Like she does like a, like a double knee slap. Like, just imagine both hands up in the air, slapping both the knees. And she says, it's because of their friends. They want to look like each other. And she, I mean, she's dying at this. She's feeling herself. <laughs> she, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a little dweeby. I felt a little uncomfortable. I don't know why. It was, it was a little so, cringy. It was so dorky that I I did feel like a little like, I was like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's, maybe there's an, like, I don't know why I felt so weird at that moment, but she just. She really got into that. <laughs> so then she follows it up uh, from that corny joke. Moving on. She said, my dad likes long hair. So we tried to keep our hair long. Gross. <laughs> I know. I know that made me cringe pretty hard, too. And like, I was just thinking about like, I never once in my life ever took my dad's preferences into account for fucking anything in my life. You didn't listen to your headship? No, like never once did I be like, my dad might like the, me to wear this or my yeah. dad might like like my hair. The fuck? Who thinks of their dad? So it's not like they asked him, dad, how do you like hair? He's obviously being like, you girls. Like, I just hate how everything gets spun like so... Um, it's so, like, our nos- decision. Yeah. It's nat. So, it came yeah, natural. No, you know he was like, no, you you don't cut your hair. You keep your hair long. Like right. it's so gross. Yeah. 
Um, oh, is that it? Yeah, that is it. So then it ends with, yeah, that's really it. I was like, is that it? But no, it is. I do love the fact that during the credits, they played the a chunk of the Korean story in Korean. And the only, I feel like a lot of this episode was filler. Yeah. Um, But I definitely wrote at the end that I wish I could watch these episodes with the Korean voiceover instead. <laughs> Well, all I could think is when they're showing that segment, I'm like, if they ever replay that in any type of syndication, I hope there's a giant disclaimer, like, <laughs> over there, about, the family. <laughs> about just them in general. <laughs> like, we, yeah. My guys don't want to cut this from anything that this was in, <laughs> any kind of propaganda about families. <laughs> but I, there was at one point where Michelle was like, dad and his wit told them when they got here, because there's like, an, you know, there's a translator, but mo- mm-hmm. like, still a language barrier yeah and i guess jim bob was like this is a typical american family and they thought that was so funny that he was like kind of confusing them and of course like god boob you're just such a he's such a fucking boob that's why he's jim boob (laughs) there was a point when they were showing the tree um where they interview him like off to the side and he's like wearing a hard hat and I'm like, bro, you're nowhere even close to that tree. Why the hell are you wearing a hard hat? I think he took off the Lego hair and then put the hard hat on. <laughs> so he couldn't take it off, yeah. even though he walked away, because the yeah. entire piece would come up with it. it exactly. It would expose the little uh, circle little... at the top, that you know, little nubby thing. It would expose it. He's working real hard. Got to make sure that hard hat's on. Uh, that's all I have. Do you have anything else for the episode? No. It's a pretty chill episode. Yep. Um, a lot of this stuff, I feel like they rehashed, like the them going to the grocery store and blah 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 we saw a lot of that stuff in the yeah. in the specials and things so um but this yeah. time we got perms and soap so there you go okay so we'll take a teeny tiny break i'll go fill up our drinks and we'll be back for the deep dive in a, a twist a spin that nobody could see coming today's deep dive is all about finances whoa <laughs> did you see it coming N- not from left field So last episode, we talked about how like the financial seminar was the very first thing that connected the Duggars to IBLP. Correct. So we're going to talk more about that. So at the point that they were first introduced to it, this was at the point in their marriage where they had a car lot, a towing business, and Mm. a convenience store. Okay. And apparently there was a guy at their church who was a successful businessman. They didn't say exactly what he did. But this guy that they considered successful, and he started inviting over 50 guys from church, that include Lego hair, to come over every Friday morning for breakfast. And while they had breakfast, then they would, or afterwards or whatever, they started watching this video series that he was recommending to all of them. That video series was Financial Freedom by Jim Sammons. Okay. Jim Bob has since said that after seeing the first session, the truths from God's word being taught through Mr. Sammons began to convict me of my need to owe no man anything but love. Okay. So this is what got it going for Jim Bob. Apparently, so he watched this whole series with all of those 49 other guys mm. over donuts or something. <laughs> and then, because I can't imagine it was like a full breakfast. I'm just saying it's probably like a... A continental. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that the guy's wife put together. Right. His help meet. You know, it's not like this guy's putting it together. I had a blueberry bagel and I 
stood around a TV and watched finance videos with 50 guys. Do you think they had like the acrylic, uh, like little shelf thing like they have in hotels? Like little tongs and you just... Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so after he watched it with all these guys, Jim Bob was like, Michelle, you have to see this. So then he ended up watching it again entirely. Like we're going to... I don't know if they went to one or... Mm-hmm. But he ended up bringing Michelle and then she saw it and then it was his second time going through the whole thing. Okay. So that's what got them hooked into this whole culty business. Go figure. They talk about money being evil. <laughs> the first thing that, uh, the root of all evil, that's the yeah. first thing that got their claws in them. Of course. So I maybe that's one thing I don't disagree with. It's that forbidden fruit. So let's talk about Mr. Jim Sammons. Another fucking Jim. Good God. Like we don't have enough of them. I approve of his last name though. Sammons? But it's S-A-M-M-O-N-S. Never mind. I can't stand him. <laughs> it's not like the fish. <laughs> I don't care for him. <laughs> so Jim Sammons, apparently he had this life goal of becoming a millionaire by the age of 30. Mm-hmm. But instead, at the age of 29, he was on the brink of going bankrupt. Okay. And he was feeling so much pressure from all of this that he could barely eat or sleep. Okay. So it was through his experiences, both his failures and his successes, because he did go on to become like a very successful and uh, prominent real estate developer in Mm -hmm. like Fort Worth area. So it was through both all of his failures and successes that he decided to develop a method for applying biblical principles to your finances. (laughs) Of course. Got to get the fucking Bible involved in everything. Exactly. But you can see how this lines up with IBLP because when I was kind of telling you the gist of it last week, remember how they were talking about how he had like those, the basic principles Mm -hmm. and it was basically seeing all aspects of life through the the perspective of God. Okay. So you can see how this lines up with that. Yeah. I mean, if he was that bankrupt, you should have just stopped buying coffee and stopped buying avocado toast. It's simple. It's very easy. Yeah. Stop being so like bougie yep and, and it would be it'd be done tomorrow you'd be rich you'd be a millionaire tomorrow yeah maybe you should get the medium fry instead of large Psh. Psh. go to the one two three menu they have the <laughs> get the baked potato at wendy's yeah ready from C- from little caesars <laughs> so go figure jim sammons has been a really huge part of iblp aside from creating the entire financial freedom seminar he also served on the board of directors from 1980 to 2002. So, oh wow, long well. time. Yeah, he's the president of ATI, the homeschooling thing. Okay, and even Automotive Technical <laughs> Institute. Yeah, very, very close, mm-hmm. close. And then even so, after he was done being on the board of directors, then he served as a chairman of the advisory board. So he's very heavily involved, as you can oh, see. Oh yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about this actual financial freedom seminar. It is 16 hours long. Oh, man. Divided into 20 50-minute sessions. God. Everything's so fucking long with these people, but I think that's what they do. I think that's part of it. Like, it's I think that's, testing their faith. I think it's like, oh, you couldn't have, we're going to make it long and like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, we're going to get you that way because it's like, you got to stick around through the yep. whole thing. Yeah, you're right. It's like testing you. Build the piousness. 
So it goes over. So this 20, 15 minute sessions, it talks about on their websites, like you could divide it up kind of like it sounds like they were doing it. Jim Bob's thing. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, you can turn it into a weekend conference. Like I'm assuming like two days of eight hours or blah, 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 blah. But they're like, it's a lot of information. No shit. Jeez. So I dug and I dug around trying to find like specific. Oh, (laughs) you dug around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's I didn't even do that on purpose. Um, I was trying to find specific teachings about the course. And like, I just really wasn't coming up with what I was thinking I would find. So I was getting kind of frustrated because I'm like, why mm-hmm. the fuck is this thing such a thing? And I can't just find like coursework or like a fucking... You were looking for a PowerPoint. Like, I You're was like... just looking for something. Like, and other stuff I talked about, like I actually saw stuff from seminars that was kind of like the, like the, what's it called? Not like the, the agenda. Minutes. Yeah, the agenda. Like, I'm like, yeah. why can't I find anything? Or all these people over this course of time mm-hmm. that have taken it, why isn't there some sort of summary fucking anywhere? Somebody scan a pamphlet for me. Fair, like, seriously. I was like, why can't I find this? But I figured out why. And it's because all of the teachings of it are, like, incredibly vague. Mm. So, apparently, there isn't really anything, like, specific, like like a how-to Mm-hmm. There isn't so putting it into comparison with something that people are a little bit more uh, like know about more a little bit more well known is like Dave Ramsey. Obviously, he's like the money guy, and it's mm-hmm. also through a very Christian like lens. But as with Dave Ramsey, like he has those seven baby steps. Yeah, that doesn't exist with this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was not able to find what I was looking for i'm like this shouldn't be that hard but it doesn't because it doesn't exist okay the whole thing really is jim quoting scripture and different (laughs) bible stories and relating it to experiences either in his own life or other people's as examples so it's not the step-by-step like with dave ramsey where it's like pay this this and then do this and then do this it's just this idea it's just these scripture connections and a way to get money out of people repeatedly that too yeah (laughs) so he's uh just basically attributing things that did or didn't happen to whether or not he had involved god in the decision making (laughs) yeah it feels very um plausible deniability filled yeah because if you know like dave ramsey has steps to to how to do these things Mm -hmm. so if you do them even if it's not perfect and you're like a a billionaire you're still probably going to be in a better position than you were with them when you started actionable like yeah correct yeah that's a perfect word for it um there isn't anything here so i feel like somebody does these things and loses a bunch of money they can't sue this person by saying hey this is a financial thing and we followed it and we lost all our money they can't do that. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you misinterpreted it. Yeah. Or you weren't doing exactly what God wanted. It's very yeah. easy to then point it to something that they didn't do quite right. Yeah. You know, in your involvement yeah. with God. Did you pray about it long enough? Did Obviously, you, you your know, relationship is not strong enough. There's always going to be something. Yeah. And I, the reason I, I, I brought that up also because I could really feel that Jim, Bob, and Michelle do the exact same thing of like, let's just try to take these things and relate it to this. Mm-hmm. So reading their book... One of the things that they talk about is how when they owned the convenience store, Jim Bob thought that they 
he had this opportunity with somebody that was like a welder or whatever to have a big new sign made. He thought it would really help the business. Mm -hmm. So he paid $10,000 to have this big new sign made. Mm -hmm. They had to have a crane install it, all that stuff. The very same day that that sign was installed, there was a big gust of wind, knocked it over. The The thing came crashing down, broke entirely. He did not have insurance coverage on it, so he was out $10,000. Okay. So he attributes this to making that decision without really talking too much about Michelle with it, about it, mm-hmm. not praying about it. So here's their example of like, look, look what we did and we hadn't prayed about it. Which my question is, what would the spin be had he prayed about it? Right. And the sign still came fucking crashing down. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe it wouldn't have ended up in the book. Because then you don't have a store, you know, like, correct. This is just a good way to be like, see what happens mm. when you don't involve God on your decisions. <laughs> but on the flip side, they have another example in their book. Okay, so they talk about how, so when they had their car lot, the first one, they lived in a little house that was like on the lot. And they okay. said it was very, very dusty. There was like a gravel parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he said that. Every time you open the door, big gusts of wind brought all sorts of like dirt and grit inside. Okay. So their house was constantly covered with like dirt. Their vacuum broke. So Michelle was sweeping the carpet with like a broom. Okay. Before Jim Bob could make it to Walmart. He they even said Walmart. <laughs> okay. To buy like a cheap replacement. What do you know? Kirby salesman shows up at their house. He shows off this vacuum that of course they think is wonderful Mm -hmm. but they keep asking him what the cost is and the guy's kind of like dodging it they find Mm -hmm. out at the end it's twelve hundred dollars okay and they're like nope we just committed ourselves to because they had just taken this seminar very recently Mm -hmm. so they told him nope we've committed ourselves to not getting into debt because he offered them a payment plan Mm -hmm. and they're like nope we're not doing that we don't have the cash to buy it we're not getting into a payment plan sorry so then, of course, they say that just a couple days later, what do you know? One of their friends calls them up and says, did you guys need a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> so this guy comes to and they're like, yeah, we actually did. Guy shows up with the exact same Kirby, apparently, that they saw a few days earlier. Says that he bought it a year ago at an estate sale, but turns out they don't need it. So they buy it from him for $200. And then he has this quote oh. about this. The va- that vacuum cleaner was the beginning of a spiritual <laughs> journey that has shown us how God wants to meet our needs and sometimes even our wants. And he does it with exactly the right timing. Now, first of all, do you feel like that story is true? I think that's really wildly like coincidental if mm-hmm. that's true. I think there's think some liberty. I think there's liberties probably taken. Not that close together, not the exact same vacuum. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. I mean, I don't know, but I just think that's really... But then they'll be like, that was God at play. (laughs) Right. I really I really feel God's love in this Kirby vacuum tonight. I mean, like, he put a lot into that. This is a spiritual... Started that that vacuum? That Kirby (laughs) fucking started a spiritual journey? Well, obviously, you haven't vacuumed with the Kirby vacuum because you don't understand. My shark isn't real doing it, you know? (laughs) It's not, no. no. But I I wanted to just give those two examples because even though, so I wasn't able to see this entire seminar, okay? 
it's 16 hours long i would have either had to have paid for it which i was not willing to do also not willing to six, sit through 16 hours of i was it. gonna say you didn't you didn't commit <laughs> no. 16 hours to the podcast i uh they had two hours of it for free online i probably through skipping through both of them probably listened to an hour of it but Damn. i was like okay. i could never have done that like it's it's really dry like if there had <laughs> been more like i said actionable steps i think it would have been more um like engaging or if there was like stage pyrotechnics or (laughs) that too that could Mm -hmm. work yeah but uh but yeah it's really boring because it really is just like this scripture and then blah 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 and then like it's fucking boring (laughs) so i wanted to there are examples in the books i was like i imagine that's how the entire fucking seminar is just Mm -hmm. a way to be like and then this good thing happened because we did this right and this bad thing happened because we didn't do this Mm -hmm. and it reminds me so much of even the cabbage patch patch doll thing from last week mm-hmm. how bill gothard was like his evidence was that that kid was having night terrors and once they burned up the cabbage patch doll everything <laughs> was fine so it's just so easy but i hope this good things happen it's because of this right. they, they, everything is just so conveniently good or bad based on yeah these Can, whatever random scriptures yeah the reference that i keep thinking of is actually from the simpsons there's a bear that comes into town so the mayor gets all this like puts all these funds to having people flying in helicopters making sure that there's no bears in town and there's patrols and there's all these things and homer's like it's it's a good thing that we're paying this extra tax because look there's no bears and she's like but you have no you have no proof that like those things correlate and she goes she grabs a rock and goes here this rock protects you from tigers and homer goes okay and she goes, she says something about, do you believe me? And he goes, I'll give you $100 for the rock. <laughs> and she's like, no, dad, you're not getting it. And he goes, $200. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So since I can't go through like the entire course, I am at least going to address the 20 principles that they, they, they cover. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them are, I mean, it's dull. And I'm only getting the, because I don't have the actual like teachings in front of me. I'm getting this information based off of their like descriptions. It's not even a summary. It's just descriptions of the course. Mm -hmm. And some of them, I'm only going to give you the principle and move on. Some of them we can like expand on a little bit, but because there's 20, there's, they're not worth getting into all of them. (laughs) So principle number one, learn what it really means to be financially free. One of my the quotes that they had under that one was the contest between biblical Christianity and secular humanism is alive today as ever. Wow! Very be scary. afraid. Be, be afraid scared. of those humanists. <laughs> can't be. Uh, can't be too human. Can't be putting any credence toward humans. Uh, number two is to know God's four purposes for money. So I actually had to, they don't tell you in any, like this, this all feels very secretive that I can't like find shit. <laughs> so I had to f- dig. I was like six pages into Google guys. Oh my Six gosh. pages in where I found somebody else, like some other pastor that kind of talks about stuff based off. Yeah. But he specifically says it was based off of two people, but I could tell that this was referring to Jim Sammons. And so, it's God's four what? Four purposes for money. So the first, Food, the first one fancy, is fancy cars, uh, beautiful women, brand new shoes. Oh, I didn't know if this was a hip hop video no. or not. <laughs> not, uh, not quite. So the first one is to provide basic needs. Okay. The second is to confirm direction. And left. It says 
God will supply money or lack of it to confirm direction. So basically it's like saying if I don't have the money for it, it means that God is telling me now is not the right time. Mm. And it's just emphasizing like everything being God's timing. It's it's like the people that are like, it's a sign. Yeah, no, or, it's not a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it even specifically said like, you know, if I only have this much money, do I need to wait for another time or do I need to get something used or do I need to not get it at all? Like, it, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't fucking think God is that invested in you wanting a fucking MacBook. Like, <laughs> just. <laughs> you mean God's not in, interested in Deborah's uh, financial sitch? Like, I just I just don't think it's that deep. I think he's got bigger things to worry about, but whatever. <laughs> he's like, Laura, do you still have that bill on auto pay? <laughs> um, so the third uh, purpose for money is to give is to give and it says both to the poor and to god via tithing okay and the fourth is to illustrate god's power illustrate god's power with money okay so that was all under the second principle correct so the third principle is to identify and reject false financial concepts Mm, like crypto yeah, false. <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. I think that would be heavily frowned up. Four frowny faces from IBLP on the crypto. Four frownies. The fourth principle is to recognize God's reproofs for wrong ways to riches. The fifth is to choose to serve God rather than money. Ooh, Jim Bob, you listening? <laughs> the sixth is to establish the tithe as a weekly reminder do you have to like is it like at night it becomes low tithe <laughs> i'm confused funny. as That's to how funny. this works but under that one it it asks the question like it poses the question should i still be paying tithing if i'm in debt okay. and it says Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it says that actually debt might be the result result of you not tithing. Oh, my God. And I have to admittedly say that, like, the topic of tithing is a big trigger for me. Like, I'm yeah. very bitter. Mm. So fucking bitter. Yeah. It was, like, it's... I'm like, so, sorry. Um, no. So, my dad paid tithing every fucking week. Mm-hmm. So he was all paid up with God, right? Right. Sorry, guys. But then, like, I remember eating stale croutons out of the back of the pantry. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling Tim earlier this week about how as a kid, how I, I would, like, put cereal into sandwich baggies and hide it in my room. Mm-hmm. Because... No, I remember I was telling him even how it wasn't so that I could eat if we're running out of food and I would be taking her. Like, I very vividly remember thinking so that the rest of my family could eat whatever food is left and I'll be fine eating this cereal. Mm-hmm. And I just hid it in parts of my room. Yep. So to me, I, I'm very bitter about this idea that, like, you should be paying tithing even if at the detriment of your family. Yeah. So, yeah, my dad was squared up with God, apparently. But I don't know. Call me fucking selfish. I prefer to eat, (laughs) you know, and why wouldn't your family that you created be your number, like providing for them, not be your number one priority. Mm -hmm. And like we kind of talked that um, with Pa Keller 
Yeah. And that where he had a he had a good paying job and did stuff and like left to do something in in service of his faith that he thought. But you're once again, you have a responsibility here. And what better way to show your faith to the God that you believe in than by taking care of the people that you helped create? And there's and there's no winning if you say something to this. Like if I were to tell people like that I'm bitter about that, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Well, you don't know what what blessings you were getting because of the tithing. Like maybe that's why you still had a roof over your head. Like <laughs> you know, like oh, so we didn't lose our house, but so right. that would be that's the blessings we were getting from from tithing, or yeah. you know, like they're always gonna find a way to be like, it's almost like toxic pos- positivity. Yeah, but like with God involved, like through this mm-hmm. lens of like God and his blessings. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I would have preferred to have food all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I think the challenge is that seemed like a guiding principle of your father in general was that he was justifying the shitty situation he was leaving his family in by being like, well, I was doing stuff for the church or I was doing stuff with this group or, you know, like you said, he was squared up with God, so everything else could fuck off. Yeah, and like I remember, because it was there's a little slip, there's a little envelope that has mm. your bishop's name on it, and a little slip. And, you, and my dad paid it in cash every week. You could do check, but he paid it in cash every week. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like watching him go through his wallet and pull out this money, put it in there, and I was just like, we never fucking see any of that. Like, yeah, I don't know, just something that sticks with me. Very, very bitter. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not like you were you were hoping for things that were above and beyond. You weren't hoping for ridiculously fancy cars and a pool in the backyard and these things that cost tons of money you just wanted to fucking eat on a regular basis yeah or i have food in the house and you know like i was telling my friend maddie just last week when i was at her house like how you know i would i was packing my own lunches my parents didn't do that shit and um so i packed my sandwich and it's not even like i was a kid that was just wanting to eat fun food just like junk food like i just wanted to eat food okay Mm -hmm. and but i was like kind of like jealous of the kids around me that got to have chips with their sandwich mm-hmm. so i brought a bag of ramen to mm-hmm. eat the noodles dry with my sandwich so i'd have something crunchy to eat you know yeah. and it's like it's not like i was asking for anything crazy i just yeah. hey like you know maybe that <laughs> maybe that could have gone towards some of my lunch i don't know <laughs> crazy idea that some yeah. of that tithing anyways we'll move on to the sixth one or seventh one mm-hmm. It is to purpose to keep out of debt. So it's funny because they use that word purpose. Like Jim Bob said in the episode, mm-hmm. we purposed to, to not have any debt. Yep. So again, seeing all of the the lingo that they use, mm-hmm. the training, the purpose. It's very Because you don't hear anybody say we purpose to. You hear people say <laughs> they wouldn't Correct. say they wouldn't phrase it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eighth principle is to learn to live within your income. The ninth is to develop sales resistance. Number 10. <laughs> what? That's just a funny idea that you would walk by like Macy's and it would have the resist, big window sign resist. and it 70% and you would go, no, and you'd it's put your hands Satan. up. <laughs> um, Poor Franny. Oh, yep. She wouldn't do well. Um, 10 is to flee from the hidden traps of swindlers. Get out of there. <laughs> 11 is to learn how to get the best buy. <laughs> I was more of a Circuit City guy myself, but I get that. Yeah, get it. Totally. I know we were Fry's Electronics. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we were. <laughs> 
12 is to become accountable to a wise record system. 13 is never lend to friends or co-sign for a loan. And apparently under this one, it gives six reasons given in Proverbs, apparently. Oh, I'm like, I had no idea they were talking about co-signing in the fucking Bible. <laughs> but I mean, who, I, apparently I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, number 14 is to develop the full potential of your home, which I was like, does that mean like keep your home in like good repair for Tip like reset? Like, you know, that's what I thought it was. But I was like, no. <laughs> That's not what it is at all. It's um, to, oh, I just, it's making your home a teaching center and hospitality center and more. So it's like using your house. It's like using your home, which is why like the Duggars do church out of their house and shit like that. So I was like, I totally thought it was how you take care of your house. I'm like, oh, nope. That's a good (laughs) thing. I kind of looked into that one because I, it's not what I thought it meant. A reading from the book of Air Ducks. Always keep them clean. <laughs> Change your filter once every quarter. Every month for us. <laughs> Especially if you got the dusty house like them. <laughs> Number uh, 15. Choose a good name, whatever the cost. What do you think that means? Choose a good name, whatever the cost. Um, whatever you buy needs to be like of good quality. It is your reputation. <laughs> Oh. So you want to have a reputation of being legally and morally right. So oh, okay. I'm thinking um, not looking good for them. I, I very <laughs> much suspect that Jim Bob has some serious shady because they have so many like LLCs. They have so many businesses. They're always moving stuff around. You, you can't tell me. Tax I think he's got some shady shit and you can't tell me that you're doing everything legally. He cannot. You cannot convince me that that family is. <laughs> Doing things morally and legally right. Right. He is not listening to the number 50. He should go through the seminar again. Is it almost like he would be selling illicit pharmaceuticals? Something like that. And have a stereo system in his car? Yep. Number 16 is learn the secrets of praying for money. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of people pray for money, whether they're religious or not. Right. Well, the thing that's funny is um, apparently this particular session gives you the 10 points of what God is looking for when he listens to your prayers. Oh, my God. I didn't know God had a fucking checklist. And how the fuck does Jim Sammons know what God is looking for? Is it like uh, Jeopardy where you have to ask it in the form of a question? (laughs) Well, I'm thinking that, you know, when when I was doing the research on Paul Keller and Rock Mm. of of Ages (laughs) ministry... (laughs) Um, I think that their points are indicating that you need to have a good Wi-Fi connection, <laughs> like a solid username and pass, you know? So do you think that ends up in the 10 points there somewhere? Right. You didn't use a capitalized letter, please. Uh, <laughs> you you don't have enough uh, interesting characters. Special like, characters. <laughs> special characters. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's probably the least the first three points of those 10 points. <laughs> Okay, number number 17 is to avoid business partnerships. 18 is identifying conquer conquer slothfulness. Oh. Don't be a lazy bitch. Nobody wants to work anymore. It's like <laughs> 19. Okay, this one cracks me up. It's listen to the cautions of your wife. So if you remember there are 20 debatable. <laughs> there are 20 principles. So the woman isn't dead last. At least she's <laughs> second to last, right? right? But it it talks about... Okay, let me read this one kind of like sickening quote. 
As a helpmeet, a wife can be used of God in a profoundly effective and insightful way to guard her husband from making unwise decisions. So women are just little helpers out yeah. here just kind of making like little suggestions so that he doesn't make unwise decisions. Yeah. But you're still it's still not up to you. It's like yeah. you can be a helper, but this ain't about you. You don't get <laughs> to ultimately make this decision. Of course. And it takes me back to a friend of mine that I used to have. Mm-hmm. Who her parents, I would say, are, f- I, I guess I would if call them fundy light, mm-hmm. as people say. Not Duggar fundy, but fundy light. Mm-hmm. Problematic church for damn sure. And I remember when she was not happy with a decision, financial decision, her very new husband was making. Mm-hmm. And this girl's mother said, well, that's his, that he's, he's the leader of your family. That's, mm-hmm. that's, and she goes, well, but but this is a very bad decision for us, you know, A, B, and C. Right. And her mother said, that's his lesson to be learned. If something goes wrong, that's his fault. And she's like, but but I'm in this. Like, yeah. So it was interesting because this is a friend that was definitely deconstructing mm. in her own personal life as oh, an adult yeah. away from her parents. But it was interesting to see her be like, but this affects me fucking, like, mm. too. And so this idea that you're supposed to just, like, stand by and you can say something. But this guy can fucking ruin you and mm-hmm. you're just supposed to just be a little helper about it? Yeah. Insanity. Mm-hmm. Like you would love it if I shut up once about how I felt about something. Meanwhile. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just supposed to like maybe lightly suggest. <laughs> what is that Man, like? <laughs> some of their ideas ain't sounding so bad anymore. <laughs> no, it's the that same idea of like the the awful, awful holiday um, car commercials. Oh, they or, just go by. Yeah. Yeah. I just went and made a major finance decision. And then it's like, oh, but I got two of them so we can both match. Wait. So now you bought two <laughs> large financial vehicles without, without letting, consulting yeah. me. And you're hiding it under the guise of, oh, it's a surprise for you. Yeah. And then here I am. I, I am. I'm like, Tim, I bought wait, We have too much coffee in our pantry. <laughs> I'm not going to buy coffee again. The next time I buy coffee, I'm telling you. And yeah. it's not to get permission, but it's like my way of being, you know, and then these people are fucking buying cars. <laughs> I'm like, I got too many flavors of coffee grounds and these people are buying fucking cars. Yep. She'll come home and be rather sheepishly being like, I got a cherry limeade today from Sonic. <laughs> and my, I'm like, and? I got my Kelly Joe Bates on. That bitch loves a Sonic <laughs> cup. Damn. I was hitting it hard there for a while. I even put it in our uh, in our Insta on our mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, I was like, oof, I'm a little little Kelly Joe Bates from my but they got those fucking you get it on the app, you get the yeah. fucking half price. And, and then we happy have, hour. And it's right right around the corner from our house. Yeah. Like I don't have to put on a bra. I just get in the car <laughs> and like I get my limeade and Yeah. Shout out Diet Cherry Limeade for getting us through the summer. Yeah, and like then I just add tequila and then I'm like, Okay, good, I'm not I'm not Kelly Joe anymore. Yeah. Hashtag not a sponsored ad. Hashtag should be a sponsored ad. Sonic, hit us up. I talked a lot of shit about their food, but then I got their fry pickle, their pickle fries. Damn. Yeah, their food is either trash or it's delicious, like depending on the item. Yeah. Like there's no middle ground. I, and I don't get a ton of the food. I mostly get drinks. But I, I, Now we're talking about Sonic. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sonic. <laughs> Anyways, moving the fuck on. Number 20 <sighs> is um, prepare now for a lasting heritage. So, of course, that's like getting your things in order, have your wills, have things, expectations mm-hmm. set up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All right, so let's just kind of talk about our takeaway from this. I feel like, in theory, 
on a base level, not getting into all of those like scripture type things. Let's just kind of mm-hmm. going back to the episode of them talking about being careful, careful with money. Correct. Base level, not a bad thing. Nope. Being careful with your money, great. Mm-hmm. If you can, Saving. if you can save, if you can stay out of debt, great. But what I don't like is this like overarching idea that debt like you just have if you have debt it's just because you want 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 and you yeah. want it right now yep. and you're, you're being irresponsible yeah and it's like that's not the fucking case mm-hmm. not all debt is just this like need to have mm-hmm. medical debt is a perfect example fuck i mean there are so many reasons why people have debt that go far beyond shopping for new shoes versus your dollar shoes yep you know what you wouldn't be in debt if you didn't want to get your inflamed appendix out, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you just hadn't wanted that, maybe you wouldn't be stuck under the thumb of medical debt. Well, which is funny. I actually it's have selfish. it. selfish. I actually have it written and now I got to find it. Because I, I, I'm, okay, now I can't find it in my notes. But hold that thought because I talk about this later. Okay. I'll just have to, can't find it at the moment. So I just feel like too often people of this type of mindset, they get, they get kind of they get really judgmental about other people, mm-hmm. and I'm not by by all means disclaimer. I'm not saying all. So like if you're a person that is on one of those like Dave Ramsey things, mm-hmm. or you're on your own debt thing, whatever. By all fucking means, I think that's great. Yep, and do it. you may not be one of those people who are judgmental of others, but there are the ones that do exist. Mm-hmm. Like I know someone who, or did know someone who is very into Dave Ramsey. I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. but it kind of felt like anytime you talked about something. There was like, they like you would say you bought something. It was like I've been wearing the same clothes for fifteen years. We're good for fucking you. Yeah. Like I number one, I can't wear the same clothes for fifteen years. My weight fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But like, good for fucking you. I can't wear the same clothes for fifteen years. Yeah. Or you're fine eating literally rice and beans. Good for fucking you. Yeah. But not all of us have to live. Or it'd be like it. It was very much the, I've t- I've railed to Tim lately about how much I hate the word just. and more than the actual word itself it's the just mentality it minimizes yes it's always so black and white it's Mm -hmm. oversimplified it's exactly what you were saying just don't buy coffee just don't buy avocado toast just buy your stuff secondhand Mm -hmm. i've never bought a brand new car in my fucking life yeah i thrift a lot of our stuff Mm -hmm. i am very good with grocery budgets and stuff like that but we, like, I have student loans. We did not buy our house cash because, sorry, who the fuck can buy their house cash? <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, you're to act like it's just so simple. Just cut out these things and it's just going to be taken care of. Yeah. I can't stand this just, just, just. Yeah. And I think you see that across, you see that a lot right now. You see that a lot across generations where, well, all all you have to do is just do what I did back in my day. Well, that's not the way it is. I have younger, younger than us people that are trying to get a house now. And even from when we got into the house, like the, it's not remotely the same. So I, when we do have those conversations, I don't tell them, Oh, well, all you got to do is blah, blah, blah. I tell them what we did was this. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not done in a way of like, well, I know better, so listen to my wise tutelage. Yeah. It's just me being able to relate and be like, yeah, that's a hard decision. And we had to make our decision at this uh, with the circumstances at the time. Well, and it goes to show, it's funny that we're talking about this now. Today marks four days, four years to the date mm-hmm. that we got the keys to our house. This is the mm-hmm. first place we ever bought. We love our, yep. we fucking love our house so much. But. In four years, the the world is entirely different than it yep. was four years ago. 100%. So then you have these people spouting out their bullshit from 45 fucking years ago, <laughs> trying to be like, well, I paid for college with a summer job. <laughs> or like, you know, when I, like, I understand, uh, like, we bought our house four years ago. The world has already changed so quickly that like whatever the times fuck, over. Yes. So whatever the fuck happened with you, like, we're, I'm grateful that our mortgage is less than you can get a one fucking bedroom apartment now in Phoenix. Yeah. And I fully am grateful and understand that and know that what i have right now is better than these kids trying to start out at 18 getting into apartment because their kids their parents kicked them out or they need to go or whatever the right. fuck it doesn't even mean they got kicked out just trying to people just trying to fucking live life and yeah. have a home mm-hmm. because of this i was buying our house four years ago we're in a better position than those people are today yeah. and i wish people were just more understanding of yeah. the fact that everybody's circumstances are mm. vastly different, whether mm. it be the point in time you did it, the yep. place you live, the age you are, your financial situation, your family situation, yep. your health. There are a million. I'm getting sorry. I'm getting so like worked up. But there are so many fucking factors. Don't try to just act like it's just this easy thing that you just easy. do and just do it like I did. Yeah. Oh. And I, I read a thing uh, recently that was like people on a that are on extreme sides of really polarizing issues hate nuance oh yeah because nuance means that your beliefs that you're so entrenched in all of a sudden there's a crack in that if there's nuance so it's a lot easier to assume once again it's a lot easier to assume anybody who's under debt is because they made unwise financial decisions that's not the case absolutely yeah but it's but it makes you feel better it's also pretty pretty masturbatory yeah you're just jerking yourself like, off well, look what i did correct and you know going back to the house thing like i am so grateful that we were at a time and place where it worked out for us to get into this house and you know we were very fortunate at that time but i also don't look at somebody who's going through that now and assume that i'm just making better decisions than they oh, did fuck no no it's it's not the case it's Com- two completely different stories nope nobody's in nobody's not one thing is the same from person to person yeah not one single yep. so you can't compare yeah i think this is hitting a nerve um just because i th- you know with the way that that whitney grew up i think finances are uh definitely like a, a, a sticking point it's a raw nerve yeah for her and a lot of things yeah. um and i feel like it's you're seeing it in our society right now and you're seeing a lot of this kind of division between people that did it at a certain point and people that are doing it now and, and it's, it's hard and like I'm, i wish people could just be like you know what yep what you're going through is different mm-hmm. i'll shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah yeah um but one thing i also just wanted to touch on is i feel like specific to jim bob and michelle i feel like they very conveniently gloss over certain things like if you noticed in this episode, they talked about maintaining those rental units with yeah. the help of the boys. Correct. Cutting down that tree, help of their kids. Yeah. So you're you're definitely saving money or making money or whatever 
through the labor of your herd of kids. Correct. And I feel like you're completely glossing over that. Like, mm-hmm. and like, also, I just want to note that literally saving money can feel like a job in itself, mm-hmm. whether it be couponing, looking for deals, cooking from scratch, um, making your laundry soap right. or, you know, or her out Jim Bob, he gets a lot of things at auction. Is that a great thing to do because you can get things for cheap? Absolutely. That's how mm-hmm. they got all that stuff to outfit their kitchen. That hockey team bus, they got mm-hmm. it for $2,500. Wow. That's nothing. Like insanity. So are those absolutely great sound financial decisions? And then they end up they end up buying a lot of stuff, using it, and then reselling it for more? Correct. Absolutely. I'm not going to knock things that are good, sound decisions, but I feel like you're failing to really represent it for what it really is. Yeah. You are at home all day to make these things like you mm-hmm. like it's a job in itself to do that yeah this isn't and not everybody in the world can do that instead of going to a job or Correct. you know so it's like just admit that this takes a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. and that that's it's not just that simple like yeah. i you know i'm not working uh, an outside job anymore and i told him yeah i'm saving a shit ton of money because now i have time to make things and i don't need so much convenience things or i don't feel the need to go buy this because i'm mm-hmm. tired and, you know, it does save you money, but I feel like you need to acknowledge that. Yeah. That it's totally different from having to be out in a working world mm-hmm. that completely changes your capacity and all, all kinds of things. Yeah. Well, we talked about it when that happened was, you know, we've been talking about podcasting for five years now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Whitney has been trying to get this kind of like vintage resale thing going. Um, and she was slowly gathering kind of stuff that she would sell, but it was always in the future. It was always in this like mythical future where you had more hours in your day. And, you know, when, like you said it recently, you were like, what difference could I make if I had more time on in the day to put towards these enterprises? Yeah. And it, it, it definitely makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think people get stuck in the fact that, you know, like the the whole stay at home mom thing is a whole conversation that we'll avoid. But it's that's a different kind of work. Yeah, it's but, so- at the, but at the end of the day, you don't have to wake up and be somewhere at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And it they're both difficult for their own reasons, but they're both very different. Yeah, it affords you different. T- it you you just get to spend your time differently. Correct. So like, I don't have to wake up and be somewhere. So in the middle of my work day of doing this stuff for my vintage shop, I'm cooking things from scratch and I'm whatever. So it's like these two different things. It's kind of like me. I'm like right now I'm like this quote unquote stay at home wife, even though I'm trying to run a business, but like it's the same type of idea. It's like, you're just, you're having to put your time and resources into these other things Mm -hmm. instead of going to work. Yeah. Um, so in the early days, for sure, they both did work a lot of jobs that were like very hands on the, the car lot, the towing, the store, but now, you know, he has things that are more hands off, a little bit more passive. Mm-hmm. So that affords him that time to be able to go to auctions and like flip things and like mm-hmm. whatever. So that's where you can make with your time that you now have that money that like another person just going to a job can't just like doesn't have enough hours in the day to do. So, Correct. yeah. So it's like you have the time to go to these auctions and mm-hmm. things like that. And your kids are watching your own kids exactly you have all the time <laughs> in the have, fucking world he didn't have to drag any of the lost boys to the auction nope so my one final thought is that i was super irritated with like 
Boom and Michelle's pretty much arrogance of Mm -hmm. how they were just like, you know, talking about debt because people just want things. So like I, again, was scouring for just something (laughs) I could find and I did find it. Uh Oh, Jim Bob was quoted as saying, there are times we've had hospital bills and stuff like that or unexpected expenses that we've had to pay off for a little while. And Michelle butted in and says, but our goal is to not be in debt. (laughs) So it's funny because, huh, I thought you said you have no debt. Correct. And oh, maybe this is a really good example is of how you think you can be doing all the things and doing mm. you're doing all the things right, and oh, life still fucking happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like how many people in life are in debt because of circumstances completely outside of their control. So when you were talking about, you know, oh, maybe if my appendix just didn't burst, mm. like it's like that. You could be doing all the things and you have no fucking control over so many of them. So yeah. fine, control the controllables is the thing I always say. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of uncontrollable things in our lives. And there's so the story, I just heard this at work the other day, where it's like, man, we were saving up money, we were going to go on a vacation, we were going to try to have a little bit of like backup funds in case something happened, and as soon as that happens, my car takes a shit, or something big happens at the house, or, you know, that's, it comes up all the time where like they are making a, a purposeful effort to save money and and life happens yeah and yeah. like how often do things like that happen and completely derail you yeah and you're starting back over all over again uh-huh. all the fucking time yeah and you know debt i think that it's very little that people's debt is just coming from strictly being irresponsible agree that is such a small portion of it mm-hmm. it's life and maybe if you've had the opportunity to save You need to take a little inventory Mm -hmm. of the privilege you've had of not having a million things knock you down thing after thing. Mm Because it happens to people. It's like one thing leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing, because it's really easy once it gets pulled out from underneath you. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get back up. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Just irritates me that they act like it's so fucking simple. And if you just do these biblical things or just follow these steps, everything will be fine. Yeah. And I think for me, there's a lot of those adjectives in that scenario that can coexist it can you can acknowledge the fact that we've been very lucky that you know we haven't had any major medical issues and that's why we don't have medical finding wood right now to knock on like knock on right so so like as somebody like lego hair you can admit that you know yeah, we have gotten lucky that a lot of these large life things haven't happened. That doesn't mean that you don't work hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people get stuck. And I think that's where the word privilege has a stigma by it. Because it's you assuming, well, it's I know I worked hard. Nobody said no you one's did. saying you're not. Yeah. <laughs> We're just saying that you had a leg up in achieving your goals there. No one's saying that you're lazy. No one's saying that that's the reason you did well. They're just saying that you had a little bit of a benefit. Yeah, like right now, I have we have privilege over people trying to buy a house right now. Yeah, because we were did it four years ago when it wasn't this bad. Yeah, and you know what? It was a journey. Yeah, and yeah, we had like, dude, it t- there was a lot that went into it to us. So it's like that's not to say that it was easy, but mm-hmm. we still have privilege over other people in that Correct. sense. Or you know, we have privilege and not having to have had med- these huge medical things like you're mm-hmm. saying, and then other people have maybe some privilege over me in different ways. Like, yeah. it's just. 
once again, just like circumstances, it's different for everybody. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's not that black and white. Mm-hmm. Nuance. Ooh. Well, I felt like I I cried. I laughed. <laughs> Damn. That was a good one, though. I just, uh, I just get so worked up on some of these things. Yeah. So if I, I sounded f- like I was yelling, I'm sorry. I was just getting animated. Not yelling. I was animated. <laughs> she... She yells all the time. I know. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. <laughs> um, no, this was good. I feel like you, I feel like people got a window into kind of you and your emotional makeup and my baggage. Your baggage. <laughs> yeah. At least it's nice baggage. Um, yeah. I, I think it's good. And I think that's kind of the beauty of this. We've had um, some more people reach out to us on Instagram and send us some emails and. It's it's really cool to, to like hear. connect with people about yeah. how, like you know things that are deeper than you might think this yeah. would have brought upon you know. Mm-hmm. And I told Whitney it's it's a weird idea that we blabber onto a website for a little from bit over bedroom. an hour a week <laughs> from our bedroom, <laughs> and these people are writing us and and communicating such cool stories and you know feeling like they look forward to it and i'm like it's weird it we is, just we wild. babbled into a microphone and people look forward to it every week so um, on that note mm. so uh, as always we have the email digging up the duggers at gmail the instagram digging up the duggers pod which of course i always talk about how i do the episode visuals every week <laughs> but i also just want to point out that usually about once a week i like to do something kind of fun and interactive in the mm. stories so those are kind of fun too in yeah. weird ways that i feel like i get to kind of know people mm-hmm. based off last week's episode i asked people what what thing do they love as much as i love the vegetable peeler so i got to hear what things people <laughs> love so it's kind of just fun to like you know learn these random little things that mm-hmm. you know about people so join us over there joining on the conversations and yeah that's it for me have a good week <laughs>